0: Hey, welcome to uh, North Point Plus. This is the uh, podcast that happens after the Sunday. Uh, talk uh, where uh, folks get to ask questions, and then uh, somebody tries to answer them, <laughs> and we never know what's going to happen because the script is really
1: thin. Because it's a conversation.
0: It's a conversation. That's, That's right. This, yeah. is, this is this is Jake Howard, our... I'm just kidding. This is Rick Rubel, uh, our lead pastor. My name's Chris Carter, and this is episode 70, so we've hit 70 of these. If you've not seen those, go back, and now we know what you're doing at the weekend. So,
1: Yeah. So before we jump into any questions or talk, we got a lot about of questions, message, Rick. There's, I know there's a ton of them, but people are dying to know. So tell us about people
0: Mar- are dying <laughs> to know. People want to know. I don't
1: know. Tell us about marketplace chaplains. Marketplace chaplains. So uh,
0: if you were here Sunday, they uh, made the announcement that um, a few weeks ago resigned from North Point. I'll move, uh, I'll still be here at North Point. Don't plan on moving. Don't plan on going anywhere. We'll attend North Point, which will be kind of fun, by the way. Thirty years. I've never attended a church. I've always been on, and you know, I mean, you feel this, on staff. So that's just a different. More than 40 for me.
1: Wow. Actually, that's not true. Because when I was at the college, <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I, uh, during those years, I was a normal person at a church, sort of, sort of. But I traveled for the college a lot. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah, I've never been a normal person, so this is new for me. I don't really know how to. There are, n- there is no such thing as a normal person. Only ab- mm. um, levels of abnormality. I'm gonna be normal. I'm gonna that's, be the first. That's good. Person. Hey, so. before before you talk more about yeah. marketplace chaplains, we have a studio audience mm. member today. Just yeah. want you to know yeah. if you were here <laughs> we in the yeah. north. Can we just pause?
0: <laughs> we have a studio audience. <laughs> that just sounds like prices, right? Right there. Come man. on down. Nineteen eighties. You, 1980s, got Price, you mm. have
1: prices, right? Stories to tell, right?
0: I, I do, and that's yeah. probably why I thought of it. But that's anyways, fun, you. Man. I'm sorry, I interrupted, but that's okay. studio audience. So,
1: uh, tell us more about. Uh, keep going. Marketplace Chaplains. <laughs> this is you resigned. We need.
0: We need a script. Basically, what no, well we're, we're trying to this say. Is good. Marketplace Chaplain uh, is an organization that uh, has been around for forty years. They provide chaplain services for businesses and corporations. And so, um, I've been uh, working with them a little bit for the last few months in a real limited capacity, a few hours a month, doing chaplain or what we call worksite visits. So I show up to a factory, a company, assisted living facility, and see how people are doing, see what's going on. I get to be a person they vent to. I get to be a person that um, helps coach through whatever they're thinking about with the goal of sharing Christ at some point in some way. And so for folks who are already Christ followers, um, I get to bring that into play immediately. And for folks who are not there yet, yeah. um, we're just, it's, it's pre-conversations and the goal of eventually getting there. Meanwhile, helping folks to maintain just good emotional, uh, mental and spiritual health stuff. So, um, I, I was uh, offered opportunity a few weeks ago to slide into a director role there. So I will end up uh, having about 30 chaplains under my care span of care. So I'll coach them as they do work site visits. And then, um, Uh, There's some administrative functions as well as uh, maintaining partnerships with the companies that we already service. And then I'll still also do chaplain worksite visits as well, so I won't lose that.
1: So it really is the best of all worlds. So it's kind of a cool thing. So for people who are listening who are thinking, I work for a company, it would be a really cool thing to have a chaplain. What would <laughs> – is it just a matter of calling you?
0: Yeah, yeah, contact me is probably the easiest way to do it. There's a process for it and there's a, you know, what whatnot, but uh, that's just the single point of contact would be easy. Just give me a shout, we'll get you – We'll get you underway.
1: And and for the people who listen who are business owners, mm-hmm. um, they're, uh, you're being paid because businesses pay for the yep, service. There's, there's a that cost that, to it, it for, yeah. for
0: the business owner or yeah. for the corporation owner or the franchise, however that plays out. Um, and so, yeah, that's how we're funded. We're
1: not on donation-based or anything like that. So you could, like, be a marketplace Chaplain for Dairy Queen and just go from Dairy Queen to Dairy Queen all over the state of Michigan. We
0: have Marketplace Chaplains. We have Chaplains in local Chick-fil-A's. Wow. I'm just saying, if you're into Chick-fil-A, then... So, yeah, Dairy Queen, whatever whatever corporations we that's, got. That's so That's fun. Yeah, anyways, that's, okay. that's that kind of thing, but there you go. Just, we're going to miss you, but we're glad that you, you're still here. I appreciate that, and I'm not going anywhere, so that's good. the other side of it. All you, right. You, you, know, you can't get rid of me. Oh, good. Like a bad virus. he just keeps hanging on. Didn't you just change offices? I did. I don't <laughs> want to talk about that. It's, I hate moving stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You've practiced now. I'm really good at it. It helped yeah. me fit out, so that's kind of good. So. That's good. Are we ready for some questions? Sure. So we got questions that go all the way back to the December twenty sixth that we uh, wanted to be sure that we tackled, just the way the holidays worked and whatnot. We shot some of those ahead of time. So, anyways, we just we just we always say we want to answer every question that comes out. Yep. Uh, almost every question that comes out, because there were, are no bad questions. No, there right? are bad questions. <laughs> there are. <laughs> There are bad (laughs) questions, Uh, and it's usually the question that was just answered. That's what we always say in the education environment. That's right. It's the only bad question.
1: The only bad question is also other bad questions. There are sometimes.
0: um, Anyhow, so this comes from December 26th uh, from one of our friends named Ethan, uh, and he says this, What's the difference between God's calling or will? Uh, that experiencing God theme and responding to God by choosing what to get to give to God. He talks about seeing balance and tension between obeying God's will and getting to respond in our relationship with God through free will. So there's a lot of questions kind of packed in there, but
1: that gets really kind of fuzzy, but yeah. let, let me just talk in big yeah. terms and then we can get, kind of have a conversation about it. The, um, in experiencing God, we talked about the sense that that it's not about what God's will is for my life, that there is one specific will, that kind of thing, but that that God has a will that that everyone should come to know Him. Mm-hmm. Um, his will is that the world would be redeemed, that that would be in right relationship with Him. So there is this big sense of what is God's will, period, uh, or question mark, um, not not uh, a specific aspect of God's will. So. There's that piece of it, but then there's um, how we respond to God's will and um, and what that looks like in our lives. And God does give us a tremendous amount of free will in that. Mm-hmm. We can pursue our will within the context of God's will, or we can pursue God's will and let that filter what our choices are. And that's, that's I think, what that tension is that Ethan's mm-hmm. talking about. And I don't know that there's an easy answer except to say, um, I think if we keep our focus on the big picture of God's will uh, in the situation of, um, of of even your resignation leave mm-hmm. in North Point, there, that, that's a really a great um, case study or whatever to say, okay, what's God's will? God's will is that all people should come to know Him. Sure. We talk about our vision as a church, um, helping lead all people to a, to a growing relationship with Jesus, You're that's what you're doing. You're fulfilling God's will. You're just changing locations at this yeah. point in time, yeah. because there's a sense that God has been leading you that direction for a long period of time. And so that's the thing. I think when we pursue the big picture of God's will, um, that as long as we don't force our will, mm-hmm. um, that we we don't pigeonhole God's will into our will, mm-hmm. we're on the right track. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, it,
0: the, that fuzzy concept. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to draw that thick line, especially as we do more what we're supposed to do, which is abide in Christ. Right. So the closer we get to Jesus, and I always think of that psalm that says, delight yourself in the Lord to give yeah. the desires of your heart. Yep. The more I delight myself in the Lord, the more my desires match His desires. It's right. not that He gives me the things that I want, it's just I end up wanting the same things He does. That line becomes even less clear right? because we just want the same things.
1: Yeah, I you know it's funny it makes me think back to conversations uh, you probably had the same kind of conversations with students where they would say, "Oh, I have got to go to this particular right. university or uh, because this is the career, if I don't go there, uh, my life's going to be a waste." Yeah. And being able to say, "No, no, no, no. If if God is God, he can take your degree from Podunk University." Um, just as easily, and and use it for His kingdom, just as easy as He can take your degree from Harvard or Yale mm-hmm. or whatever, right. and use it for His glory. Yeah, um, it's all about being uh, on God's page, not on our page.
0: So I, th- I find I find like um, uh, uh, encouragement or relief is the right word I'm trying to find yeah. in that that our our thing is to lean into Jesus. Yep, is to put the energy into chasing him being like him, and the other stuff becomes—how you, know, you want to put that? Secondary white yeah, it noise. It falls I mean, in place. Yeah, it falls in place. It's just—I yeah. it, don't have to stress that so much. Right. I'll stress the abiding in Christ, Right. and then the rest of the stuff is— S- yeah. yeah, stay centered in him. Good. Good. Yeah. E- yep. Ethan, hopefully that tackles what you were trying to ask, so if not, Ethan, blam- yeah. blame me completely. So. <laughs> it's the host problem. That's it's how I read the question, so— <laughs> A uh, question popped out from after January 1st, uh, that New Year's Day service. Um, talked about, uh, thanks for the encouragement about refocusing. They really liked that. And then they're asking if there's areas where we see North Point refocusing in this next year. So is there stuff that you want to talk about there? You've, we've kind of talked uh, about some of this already. They've been part yeah. of the podcast, but maybe a good time to renew yeah,
1: that. I, um, it's funny because when I hear that question, sometimes I get a little freaky in my position because everybody says oh uh, what's your vision vision for the church in 23 in yeah well I want us to abide in Jesus yeah you know I I there really is this sense I want us to keep pursuing what God wants for us as a church and the end uh, obviously 23 is a transition mm. uh, you stepping off staff that changes things uh, the staff changes that we've had that changes things Figuring out what that is, um, our partnership with mm-hmm. Stadia and Mohi um, in Africa that that um, adds a piece. I'm not sure what God's doing, but I want us to make sure that we're that we're doing everything that we can to see where God's working, and to and to pursue that, yeah. um, to join Him in that. It really is. I think 23 for us is going to be an extension of the Experiencing God Study where there really is this sense of, okay, where's God Where's God working? We're in in our life group, where's God working? Mm-hmm. In our community, where's God working? In our ministry area, where's God working? And what can we do to join him in that and to make a difference yeah. um, that lasts for eternity?
0: Which really dovetails from where we've been with vision for the last couple of years, which is the whole, uh, everybody that calls North Point home, uh, knows what Jesus is doing in their lives and regularly sharing yeah. with people in their sphere of influence. Yeah. So that's that, uh, that experiencing it, God constantly. It's constant. all Same.
1: connected, yep. yeah. yeah. That's
0: good. Yeah. Good. Uh, that brings us to the most current questions then. so Should we, we talk we, a little we, bit
1: about the new series?
0: Yes, we absolutely should.
1: <laughs> yes, Rick, we
0: should do that now. You want to talk about the new series? <laughs> so, <laughs> this, this will be my last podcast ever, folks. So thanks maybe, for hanging maybe with me. Not. Hey, this is fun. We're like going stories within stories. I don't know, you're going to follow this. But uh, uh, Ben V., one of our, our friends, yeah. on, on Sunday texted me and said that I should be the new podcast host. So this comment right here, oh nice, may, maybe God's up to something. No, bro, nah, I'm out. You guys don't want me to do this? <laughs>
1: okay, new series. That's what we're talking about. Um, so we started this new series called Always Hustling, and I, I talked about it in the intro, just that it really is about this sense that... That um, God's God's plan for us brings order to our life because yeah. that's what Jesus modeled, and that's how Jesus lived, and that's what He wants for us. He doesn't want us to to live this frenetic life where we're always chasing stuff, trying to figure out how to catch up or where we're supposed to go, or that kind of thing. And so, it it really is about financial issues, mm-hmm. but it's also about um, it, it's about margin and it's about. Um, time, talent, treasure, all together. Um, uh, for me, part of the need to do the series, is beca- it's about genero- generosity as well. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the need to do that is because I think it's so easy for us to get a skewed view of all of those things mm. and to um, have it be about us. Um, about our financial situation, about what we have to have, what we have to pursue, that kind of thing. And so uh, this first message uh, really is about bringing whatever we have to God first. Uh, the first fruits is the phrase that's yeah. there in, in uh, Proverbs 3. And, um, and so that's, that's kind of what we talked about, big picture. Yeah, good. And if
0: if you weren't here Sunday and you didn't get a chance to watch that sermon, probably good to to just catch that. And that way uh, you'll kind of know what's coming next. And it's easy ways to find that. Uh, If you're in YouTube, you go to YouTube, just type in North Point with an E, CC, and you'll see our channel pop up. You'll see the green arrow. Yeah, Yeah. you you can't miss that. If you just type in North Point like it should be spelled, you'll end up at a very different church. That's, you know, run by my personal friend, Andy Stanley. Um, not really. I don't know him. He, I, I know him. He doesn't know me. But anyways, so you can find <laughs> it on YouTube. Uh, you yeah. can also just go to our, fa- um, our website, northpointcc.org, and uh, you'll see it right on the uh, uh, messages, sermons, I'll watch now. I forget what we call it now at the yeah. header, but you'll find that. So And those are all uploaded by Tuesday, uh, uh, the day after, a couple days after, yeah. Monday or Tuesday. So. Sunday
1: afternoon. Right,
0: Sunday afternoon, we 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 just looked <laughs> off camera at our producer here. I was no, we never. Come on, man, he's supposed to stay quiet. Um, that's Chuck Facebook T. Facebook, Chuckie T.
1: Facebook. If if they go to North Point Facebook, page, yeah, you can find That's those. the place that you can watch the entire service. That's where yeah. the live stream goes immediately. Yeah. But the, but the app. YouTube, yeah. um, the website. Yeah, really easy ways to up. that. Should thing. be in all those places. You
0: you, t- you you touched on first fruits, so it makes some sense. we got a question about yeah. that. It says this. I'll just read the whole thing. Is giving your first fruits a mindset or specific teaching on giving to the church? Do you set aside money to give to help others wherever there's a need from your first fruits, or should you bring your first fruit offering to the church and then give on top of that? In the weeds on giving,
1: tithing, first yeah, fruits. Yeah, I, um, I think... A uh, couple of couple of big picture pieces principles that are there. One is uh, I said this at the end of the message. This this is not a legalistic thing. Mm-hmm. It's not something that we have to do to be accepted by God. But I think that you can look at the Old Testament in terms of how God interacted with His people, and um, see principles that are there, and begin to apply them in a way that makes sense. I I think as I read through the Old Testament, there was this sense that the first fruits that the that the tithe went. To the priest, went to uh, help take care of God's business. And then there were additional offerings that happened on top of that that added even, mm-hmm. uh, that people gave over and over right. and over again. So I would say, I, I do think that it's a, um, a mindset that has teeth, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It's, it's a mindset that has a very tangible aspect. So it's not this kind of thing that we say, oh, I, yeah, I want to give first to God. So I'm, I'm going to. Up this storage, this storehouse of money, and I'm going to dole it out wherever I want. And if the church gets some of it, that's good. Mm-hmm. I I think that there's that there really is this concept that we give first back to the kingdom through the local church, and then we give other things uh, in other places. Additionally, on top of that, mm-hmm. and um and I think that God works through that. He uh, you know He works through the church. The church is His plan A, and um and that's uh, that's that's how I'd answer that question,
0: yeah, and and you mentioned on Sunday that that just that concept of of priority and where right. our priorities and this reflection of of priorities, and again, it makes me think of that Matthew passage that where your treasure is, yep, there your heart will be, and so so as we shift our brain to putting it, whatever's the most important thing to us right um
1: yeah yeah the yeah, the language I used yesterday, and uh it was funny because I was trying to I was. Sometimes we try and come up with, uh, you know, when we're speaking, we try and come up with um, words, a, a, a turn You're of a phrase. Yeah, we try and come up with words. <laughs> we a turn of the phrase that's memorable, that kind of yeah. stuff. But the the whole imagery of the front of the line. What's at the front of the line? Yeah. Um, and that when we give our first fruits to God, we put Him at the front of the line. It, it really is. If I, you know, I didn't talk about. Development a budget and all that kind of stuff, but it really is in that process that you would say, okay, here are my fixed expenditures. Here are the things that that um, here are my fixed things. Here are my discretionary things. And the first thing that you put there is, I'm going to give to the kingdom. Uh, I, I would say through the local church. That that's the that's the place that you start, and then you start working down through all the other things, through savings and in um, housing and uh, you know groceries, yeah. all, all that normal stuff.
0: Yeah. As opposed to it being the thing that comes after, uh, entertainment, discretionary fund, yeah. shoe allotment, extra shoestring yeah. allotment. Oh, also we should probably figure out if we're going to give.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I think that for a, lo- for a lot of people who listen, uh, yeah, well, for a lot of people who are just trying to figure this out that don't have the benefit, we'll talk about Tricia in a second, that don't have the benefit of having learned how to do this at a, early age that there really is this sense of, oh, wait a second. No, I've got to pay all my bills. I go to Starbucks. I I have this activity. I, and at the at the end, you know what? I've got I've got an extra 20. Um it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt me. Mm-hmm. I, I can put my my 20 in the offering and and we're good to go. That's a completely different kind of mindset than when you say, no, I'm gonna start here, give to God first, and that's gonna determine um, how I spend the rest of my money, in the same way that if my child had a medical condition that demanded um, lots of extra expense, that would be the first thing that would go, and that would determine where I lived, that would determine what kind of um, car I drove, that would determine how many, how often I went out to eat, all those kind of things, that would be at the front of the line, it's that same concept that we just put God at the front of the line and and go from there. Yeah. You mentioned Trisha. Uh,
0: yeah. We got a, we got a question on that. Yeah. So what, what did uh, I mean the question was just like, "Oh, she was great. What she so, cute?" Yeah, that's, that's yeah. not a question by the way. Yeah. But um yeah, uh, if you did, again if you were here uh, yesterday, you uh, you uh, like wait, was that yesterday? That's yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Um you you met Trisha Fish and yeah. so
1: She's she's a hoot. I um she's it's just been really fun since she started coming to church, yeah. and I think her story is so cool that a friend invited her, and then she invited another friend sure. whose family is now a part of North Point, and uh, it's just cool how God works yeah. through that. But um, th- when when I got to know her and found out as a 15 year old kid, she gives every week mm-hmm. consistently once she started her job. I just thought that's such a great. Uh, That's a story I want to tell Mm. because I know that there are uh, parents that need to be thinking, how can I teach my kid to do that? Yeah, sure. And there are adults that need to be challenged to think, if a 15-year-old kid can do that, (laughs) should maybe I be making some changes and Mm. do that as well? Mm. And um, and it's easy as an adult to say, oh, she's you know she's a fifteen year old. What expenses does she have? You know, yeah, true. Um, but uh, as uh, if you know very many fifteen year olds, they could come up with a long list of things that they have to be spending their money on. Sure. And she's chosen to really limit it to three things. Mm-hmm. She's saving a big amount yeah. of money. She's giving to the kingdom, and then she's living on thirty yeah. percent. And um, for for all of us if we were to say oh i'm going to live on 70% or 80% or whatever it is 90% I, that that is what i'm going to live on once you make that decision lots of other things fall in place yeah,
0: yeah. there's a related question here that talks about using the word bring they put in yeah. air quotes instead of give and yep. is that a major issue
1: it's 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 not i don't i think it's one of those things that in prepping the message that i just think is really interesting because it it, um, I, in the context of the message, I said, um, our our attitude matters in terms of our giving, and um, it's easy for us to uh, to have um, what we give back to God. To be a checkoff thing, mm-hmm. to just say, okay, yeah, I I do that. I'm going to give, you know, whatever. Or I
0: have to do that. I have to do have that to because do that, that's sure. what a
1: follower of Jesus does. Right. That's a completely different thing right. than having this attitude of saying, oh no, every everything, everything that I have is because of the goodness of God, mm-hmm. and I want to I want to bless Him. I want to honor Him. I want to give back to Him. I want to I want to bring back to Him what He's given to us and what He's given to me. And so I th- I think it is a um, I think it's a it's it is a word thing but it it uh, reflects our attitude and I loved when I asked Trisha. I think yeah, of her, service. her service. she came up with <laughs> she, that too she said no I don't give it uh-huh. I bring it told you I right bring it. right yeah. back
0: on that is yeah. good stuff all right so let's shift gears a little bit uh I mean a little bit put on your um old testament jewish culture from the bce B- time frame In a culture we barely understand. And somebody had a question based on the Exodus 13 passage you used. Yeah. They want to know more about what does uh, redeem every firstborn among your sons mean. So maybe frame that verse for us a little bit. And then if you want to tackle that, I won't argue with you at great, all. Great, so,
1: great fun. So yeah. Exodus 13, yeah. I uh, I use multiple times um, because it talks about that, that's, that really is where that first fruits concept gets fleshed out very specifically in terms of God's teaching to the Israelites. Mm-hmm. Um the, I didn't have this is something i didn't have time to go into sure. but contextually and we talk all the time about mm-hmm. okay what's the context that mm-hmm. makes sense god's talking to the israelites after they have come out of egypt and been slaves mm-hmm. and and so the question is okay what what allowed them to come out of slavery it was because Moses came down and said, let my people go. I, you know, Charlton Heston voice. <laughs> um, yeah, it, 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 was, it was because God sent these plagues and the last plague was the death of the firstborn of every living creature in Egypt, except those who had a Passover lamb, mm-hmm. the blood of the Passover lamb um, wiped on the doorframe of, of their home. So that concept of the death of the firstborn or, or the, f- the consecration of the firstborn for the Israelites was tied very directly into what they had just experienced as th- that allowed them to leave Egypt. So it's not that God said, oh, everything's mine, so you have to give it back to me. It was, it was a very tangible expression of, of what that looked like to say... Hey, remember? Just a few years ago, a few months ago. Re- remember? Remember when all of the firstborn cattle died? Remember when all of the firstborn goats died? Remember when all of the firstborn sons died? Mm-hmm. Um, you need to give an offering. You need to redeem. You need to sacrifice to help you remember that I'm the one who brought you out of slavery, and that the and that the way that that happened was because a perfect. Um, Passover lamb mm-hmm. was sacrificed that kept you from having to experience that. So in Exodus thirteen, when it says, um, uh, "You know the firstborn, all of that's mine," and it says, "Redeem your firstborn son," there is that. There's not the sense that um, you had to. Uh, uh, clearly, it was it was not that they needed to sacrifice and kill their firstborn son, right? Because God said, "No, you don't ever do that." Right. Um, but it was this sense that you need to be reminded that there was a perfect Passover lamb that paid the price for your son to to live. So when a uh, when a child was born, remember what happened at, at Passover. Remember that you were you were spared that because of the lamb, the sacrifice that took your place. And man, there's tons of uh, application of that for us as followers of Jesus because Jesus mm-hmm. is the perfect. Lamb, the perfect sacrificial lamb for us that allows us to have a relationship with Jesus. So um, it's it, the the concept that's there is just a really cool thing, and that when we give our first fruits, it is a it's a reminder of that God gives to us, but it's a reminder that God provides, mm-hmm. and it's a reminder that God um, that through Jesus um, all of that was taken away. Yeah, you know, all, all of the penalty of our sin was taken away through Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that i wanted to talk about cuz cuz there I, I don't know what to do with this cuz most of us are old enough that we don't really remember this culturally mm. but for a lot of years the influence in the catholic church was you know uh, don't don't use birth control you have big families that you know that's kind of the standard deal and that Typically, the firstborn son in a Catholic family would become a priest. Hmm. Um, it, it, that that's a part of the whole Catholic culture. And if the firstborn didn't do it, there was this expectation that one of the sons, hmm. at least one of the sons, is going to become a, a priest. How do I know that? Because I watch lots of movies about. <laughs> oh, no, uh, actually, that's how I get most of my history too. That's right. I watch a lot of movies. Um, but but there there was uh, there was um, in in the in the Culture of the Catholic, um, of Catholic faith, faith, there was this sense that hmm. that was just part of what you did, and that's that's a, a ripple back sure. from from uh, Passover sure. and from the um, being the firstborn being spared. Mm-hmm. So yeah, cool stuff. Wow, good
0: good deep dive there on Exodus thirteen. You like it? Yeah, somebody yeah. got extra credit out there, and I like that. Uh, so a real hard shift. Away yeah. from yeah, first fruits and redeeming firstborn, and the fact that one of Rick's sons has to be a Catholic <laughs> priest now. That's right. Um, uh, Don't to, tell Joe. I won't. <laughs> Why? Does he watch this? He's in trouble. <laughs> no. Um, the uh, uh, there, apparently there was a sporting event. There's sports. Yeah, that's a thing. Yes, there huh. he is. Go figure. And there's a sport called rugby. Is that? I'm just kidding. So uh, we're all familiar with football, the football yeah. game. Uh, DeMar Hamlin was hurt. When, yeah. I mean, it sort of rocked really the nation, there, if not yeah. even further. Um, certainly because of the level of injury and the immediate response. I mean, there's been lots of chatter. I'll, I'll take that moment to shout out to first responders because yeah. in my channels, there's lots of chatter about how those first responders, uh, acted right away they, and we're probably yeah. the least paid people on the field, oh, the yeah. lowest paid yeah. people. Um, and yet in that moment, like life and death kind of thing. Yep. So the question here though is, uh, and it's, it's, it's a lot of question in here, but, um, But some of the question revolves around a sense that this person has about kind of like, that's great. That was an exciting thing to see, especially as people prayed. Uh, I was talking with someone on Sunday and they were talking about this as well, about how um, nobody has pushed back on prayer on a football field or kneeling on a football field or bringing God into the mix no yes. one said yes. anything about it. You know, yeah. It's yeah. really still. Um, yeah. and, and so this this person, this question here is feeling that, that that was very cool. Also a little frustrated because people just turn to God, like when there's this need that happens in crisis, and, and then they want to know if you think football should be made illegal. Uh, but uh, then just <laughs> the people that are praying for DeMar and rapid recovery. There's like 57 questions in here. Yeah. And I don't know really where to go with all of that, but maybe start with... Um, how did you? I mean, you probably saw that. You certainly. Have I seen was the watching articles. The, yeah.
1: yeah, so I, I'm a Bengals fan. Yeah, so um, I, I'm watching the game, and it happens. And if if I just talk real transparently, mm-hmm. I'm thinking this is just the weirdest thing ever that these that so many people who live a life that appears to be very far from God. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a crisis and they're calling out to God. Yeah, that's it's, part of the cone of this question yeah, here. Yeah, what is that? Um, so so what do you do with that? And and I you know, that I I'm just trying to watch this and yet seeing obviously the emotion mm-hmm. and everything that was going on, uh, for me um, I don't know that you know, for everybody it's personal. Watch it. I I love football. Mm-hmm. Um, and my sister works at university mm-hmm. hospital in in um in the er and and um, or and so i you know i texted her the next day and said do you see anybody she said no nope, cardiac unit he, yeah. w- he was in the cardiac unit yeah. but but she has worked the bengal's games as a as a responder in her area of specialty and um so i'm i'm just trying to process stuff and thinking man so many people in crisis mm-hmm. just that is their It's not even their default. It's the only thing that you can do. Right? You know when uh, it's the same kind of thing. You know when the um, when the Twin Towers fell. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, everybody's saying, you know, pray, 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 Mm pray, because you can't control things. That's a really cool thing. And 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 part of what I wanted to communicate yesterday was to say, even though the crises in our in the lives of our friends may not reach. Um, cardiac arrest mm-hmm. in front of millions of people on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, we know people who are going through crisis that really are desperate for somebody t- to voice a prayer for them to help them with that. And and we don't need we don't want to miss that opportunity mm-hmm. because because it really is a, pl- a a time that people are open to God working. Yeah, and 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 God <laughs> God's working there. We need to join Him in yeah. that. Um, the thing that's really interesting to me now, well, I could I could talk about this for a long time. I I thought when when I, I, I don't know, I don't know I, when I read Orlovsky's prayer um, to Deb on Tuesday or Wednesday, I I couldn't hardly get through it mm. because I thought, good night, the courage of this guy mm. on ESPN to say. We're not just going to talk about it i'm going to do it and it's very clear if you if you um go to youtube and and um and watch orlovsky's prayer um Dan ermittlou would you post the link for that please in the show <laughs> notes um uh it's it's very clear that he's not just somebody who's talking about prayer right. he knows god yeah uh, um, he believes in it he he yeah. It's there. And so th- then I watch on Sunday, and it's just really interesting that Troy Aikman, famous football player, who I wouldn't, you know, uh, he's not somebody that I would say, oh, yeah, that's a Christian guy that, that speaks for Jesus all the time. But Aikman's Aikman's deal is, uh, he said, and I, I, I wish I could come up with the exact words, but but basically he said, yeah, we believe in prayer. Lots of people are praying. DeMar is doing Incredibly well, it's because people have prayed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought that rocks because people need to know it's not just about saying, "Oh yeah, loving prayers." Right. Uh, we're thinking about you. We're praying for you, yeah. and not really doing anything. Right. God, when we pray, God hears, and the that j- it leads to all kinds of questions because it's like, "Oh, is Demar?" Hamlin recovering so quickly and mm-hmm. so totally, it appears like because so many people prayed. Right,
0: and what if so many people prayed
1: and he didn't recover,
0: or in some other scenario where lots yeah. of people have prayed for a thing and it didn't
1: happen? That there's just there's lots Sticky. of interesting pieces in that, and yeah. like if only half the people were playing, would were praying, would he still be right. in a coma? Yeah, um, there's no way to know that. All we can do is really just recognize that when somebody's in crisis, when we're in crisis, we need to talk to God.
0: Well, one of those sticky questions is the final question in this battery of question, which is, does God hear the prayers of people who aren't in relationship with him? Because it's possible that lots of these people who are, are praying
1: yeah. don't know Jesus. I- uh, so... Um, I think that the answer to that's yes. I, th- I think there's, um, you know, pr- we talk about prayer in terms of uh, being communication, yeah, uh, our communication with God. Sure. I think that the level of communication that you have with somebody that you know intimately is different than the level of communication that you have with somebody that you don't know intimately. And um, and so I think that there is a, a quality and aspect to to f- um, people who are sold out to Jesus, mm-hmm. or disciples of Jesus, who are abiding in Jesus. When they pray, there's a, there's a different element of both how they pray and mm-hmm. pr- how they pray and and maybe even, not maybe, how God responds to that. But I think that God absolutely hears people when they Pray, or he would never hear the prayer of faith. Anyone. How would anybody yeah. come to yeah. faith? So at least we know. Yeah. yeah, he hears that. Yeah, yeah. And 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 God's you know God is a God of mercy and compassion, mm-hmm. and so it's not His desire that people, um, you know, die tragically. It's not His right. desire that that there be carnage. It's not desire that His desire that bombs go off, all that kind of thing. And so, um, so when we talk to him and um, and ask him to move in the midst of horrible circumstances, yeah, I I think that he hears those prayers. It doesn't matter where they come from. Yeah. And that oftentimes, a person who is far from God, when they pray and God responds, okay. it's like an aha moment hmm. that everything changes because God really is who he said he is mm-hmm. and really does respond. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, we need to be... We need to be ready to come alongside people because God doesn't always respond the way that we want. Right. And sometimes people die and, uh, we need to help people make sense of that. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Well, and if, if nothing else, maybe, maybe the best way in my head to think about this is we can certainly know God hears the prayers of those who know him. Right. So this question comes from someone who I'm going to assume knows Jesus. He hears your prayer. Right. That's powerful. Right. So that's good. Yeah. That's it. We did it. We made it. I think all the way through the questions, at Good. least the ones that I remembered reading. Uh, so, <laughs> anything else? If not, um,
1: I'll... I, yeah, I don't think that there was anything else in the that ended up down at the bottom of my notes that didn't make it in that, good uh, to talk about, well, so. we'll call
0: it a wrap on this podcast you guys can help us out by uh, commenting, sharing, liking, doing all that social media stuff That's helped, that helps this move uh, a little further and uh, that's what we're trying to do with this move a little further each time we think there's good stuff that's contained here and so we'd love your help in that plus it's fun to talk with you so feel free to make those comments And uh, and until podcast 71 comes or next Sunday we'll see you then see you then